Moments that matter. Moments that matter. Moments that matter. Moments that matter. Welcome to this latest edition of the Moments That Matter podcast series. I'm your host, Darren Clear, and a little bit of a different podcast today in that we're doing a little bit of cross-promotion for some services we offer here at Balance to Life, including our wellbeing management system, or Smart Hub, as you'll hear it called within this podcast, and perhaps more importantly, the Journey to Well Leadership Program, which we run for leaders across a number of sectors within the Australian workplace. And to that end, we're talking today to Rebecca Flett, who is the Nurse Unit Manager for Acute Cardiology at Royal North Shore Hospital. And Rebecca has recently been through the Journey to Well Leadership as a way of onboarding her into the Smart Hub platform. Where we've seen her use the resources there, not only to improve her own self-care along the lines of mental health and well-being, but also role model that to others and use those resources to improve the mental health and well-being outcomes of her team. But it's not all just about Balance to Life promotions today. This is a really interesting story that Rebecca tells of where she started as a leader in terms of looking after not only her own mental health and well-being, but that of her teams and where she's ended up and how she's used some of these systems to not only improve those outcomes, but also change the way that she views the area of workplace wellbeing after completing the Journey to World Leadership Program. So I hope you enjoy this podcast today. And if you want any further information about the programs that we're talking about, I'll provide a little bit more information on that at the end of this podcast. Okay, well, thanks for joining me this morning, Rebecca. I normally ask people to start by taking me through their career to date, but I'm going to do that a little bit differently today because we're talking about, or we're going to be discussing the story of how you have been utilising the Moments That Matter Smart Hub platform to assist your team and really embed wellbeing into the everyday for yourself and for your team. So I want to start though by asking you why you reached out to Balance to Life and paint us a picture of what your typical day in your ward looked like as you returned from maternity leave and what led you uh, as a result of that to reach out to us and, and gain access and some training around how to best utilise the platform. The reason I reached out to Balance to Life and the Wellbeing Hub was because when I returned to work from maternity leave, I noticed that the nurses that I manage, so I, I manage a team of 50 nurses, they were incredibly burnt out and fatigued just from working through the global pandemic and all of the challenges that it's brought with it, um, including you know staffing shortages. We lost quite a significant number of skilled workers, and obviously that will take you know decades to to upskill properly again because that comes with experience. But as a result of losing so much skill, the seniors that were left, I suppose they felt a lot of responsibility to carry the load and we have a lot of junior staff that prior would have had a lot more people to go to for support but now now we have quite a junior workforce so when i returned from maternity leave i just noticed that there was a lot of fatigue there was a lot of burnout and it just it felt like the environment could have been more positive um, they were doing their best and they've been doing a fantastic job maintaining patient safety given the, the resources and the circumstances that they're working in. But I just felt like I couldn't bring them more staff. We're doing our best with recruitment. We're doing our best to implement changes to upskill the staff as much as possible. But that's going to take a long time. And so I needed to do something 
that made them feel supported and hopefully made them feel cared for and valued with the overall goal of hoping that if they felt supported and cared for, that hopefully they would feel happier at work and hopefully I would be able to retain the nurses that we do have so that the time and energy we invest in them now, hopefully they'll stay with us for the long run and it will help us in the future. I just also, it's really heartbreaking to see your staff going through such a challenging time and to not be able to do anything to help them. So I just felt a burning need to do something to support them more, which is why I reached out to Balance. Um, I actually reached out to um, the wellbeing team at Royal North Shore Hospital because I wanted to implement, I had these ideas that I wanted to implement, but I, I didn't know the correct channels that I should go through to get that. And then the wellbeing team um, kindly linked me in with the staff at Balance to Life. And it was just a really welcome networking that I, has really helped me through this whole journey. Well, I think there's two things you've raised there that I saw, saw the two threads that I wanted to talk about a bit more. And the first one was to look at the fact that you've you've analysed, I guess, what's happening with your staff. And then you've immediately thought about it from the point of view, what can I control and what can't I control? So you can't control the workload and you can't control where there may very well be staff shortages within that unit. And you, and you can't really control how quickly you can upskill uh, the nursing staff to the levels that, that they've been at previously with more experienced staff there. But what you can control is the environment that people are walking into every day. I mean, is that a fair assessment of sort of how you reviewed it and why you sort of turned to some of the wellbeing solutions uh, that we're able to offer and that they are also on offer internally already within Northern Sydney Local Health District? Absolutely. That's completely correct. So I just felt like the staff would say look it's so hard you know we, we're feeling really tired we're feeling really burnt out we're feeling really really worried about the working environment that we're in at times and all I could say was I understand and I'm really sorry that you're in this position and I'm here to talk but I, I just felt aside from that I couldn't offer anything more and I just couldn't accept that that was all that I could do for them so initially the journey started out where I thought well perhaps I could bring in some positivity and some team building because we haven't been able to go out and do anything as a team either for years because of social distancing so what I had in my mind in the beginning was perhaps I could get I have a friend who works in the hospital who also has qualifications as a Pilates instructor and I thought perhaps I could get her to come in and she could do a 15 or 20 minute session and the educator and myself and we might be able to cover some patient loads so that we can try and get staff to get you know 15 or 20 minutes of something that was showing them that I cared and showing them that I want to look after their health and well-being but what I stumbled upon when I did connect with Balance to Life was so much more than that and it um, I learned a lot of things that showed me that I didn't need to have these grand ideas to make a really big difference. And I could do much smaller things that had a greater impact and are more sustainable. Yeah, well, I think that's interesting because you've started out with a definite goal in mind, haven't you, to try and retain staff. And I guess by making the environment uh, more psychologically safe, for want of a better term, for people to come into, because you're making that environment better, 
then you're going to retain the staff. But then you've had some, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily call them grand plans, but certainly larger scale ideas that logistically might have been a bit harder to implement than what you may have been thinking when you first came to Balance to Life. And to give more context, within the Balance to Life, as you would have seen, uh, we've got, it's more of a sort of trying to meet people in the moments that matter within their workday. Was that a big, big surprise to you as you went through this process, just how small and how quickly these these things were that you're implementing, but how big impact that they have actually made? Yes, I was very surprised at how the smaller things, like it felt like I was putting almost not much effort in at all, but how much of a big impact it had. So the first thing I did implement I actually was very um, doubtful about and I felt a little bit uncomfortable to start it off, to be honest. So the, and the first initiative I put in, which was suggested by the staff at Balance to Life, was to do just a check in, just to say, how is everyone feeling today? And just throw it to the floor and go around in a circle before we start our shift in our safety huddle, because we're all meeting in the morning anyway for a safety huddle. And just to go around the circle and give everyone an opportunity to let us know how they're feeling that day. And I thought, well, no one's going to want to share how they're feeling in a big group. It's They're all just going to say, oh, I'm OK, and it's going to be a little bit awkward and uncomfortable. But I was absolutely surprised, very pleasantly surprised that the staff were really open to it. And they did open up and they did share personal things for example, like a staff member reported that a family member was sick and in hospital and they were quite worried about them. So starting the day at work today, they were feeling apprehensive. There was days when we had new grads starting and they said that they were feeling really anxious. And so, which is, you know, you'd expect, but because they said that, it made us all a little bit more aware, well, hey, yeah, they would be a bit anxious. We need to just make sure we go and check in on them a little bit more today. And because of that conversation, I did notice people checking in on these staff members more than what I think would normally occur. And that got a lot of positive feedback from the new grads. There was a time when um, a staff member reported that a family pet was was unwell and, and getting put down. And it was a really sad thing to hear, but it was, if we hadn't have initiated this conversation, none of us would have known that that poor staff member was going through that. And I noticed another staff member go and check on him during the shift. And I just, it created this atmosphere of kindness and caring and checking in on one another and realizing that we all have things going on outside of work and just the importance of, yeah, just kindness. And I think that made a huge impact. Well, I think, and you've gone through a number of different steps as well uh, to, to implement this. And I think even if we rewind back to when we sort of first started talking here and you said that when you came back and noticed other people were struggling, you took that upon yourself. So the very first thing that you need to do was to, is to look after yourself. What sort of things within your own regime of self-care maybe have you changed uh, during this process and maybe did you change right at the outset? I think you're right. I think it is easy to try and look after other people before you look after yourself. I think the main thing is that I've just maintained my own openness with my colleagues in an appropriate way, but just to let them know, you know, when I'm having a tough time as well, 
or if I haven't, you know, I've got a, a little baby at home and, you know, if I haven't had much sleep and I guess just role modeling that as well, that we have our own challenges and just, I set out to do that to role model it, but it's actually in turn meant that I've been checking in with my own well-being as well. And, and it's making me aware of where I'm sitting at when I start the day and throughout the day and checking in with myself just to see how I'm going and see how that impacts my performance at work or how I hold conversations or whether, you know, if I if I'm having a, a challenging day with sleep deprivation or, you know, whatever else, and there are more difficult conversations I, I need to have, I consider whether I should do it on a different day as well. So I think that by looking out for my own well-being, by regularly checking in with myself is and, and being open with my peers is making me better in my in my role as well. Mm. I don't know if that so answers your question, sorry. Well, I mean, it, it does because you've started there by the having those regular check-ins with yourself, which is a very simple thing that you can do and obviously a very quick and, and fast and efficient thing that you can do straight away to make an impact on on the, on, on your self-care, self-awareness that you need uh, to be able to not only manage your own mental health and well-being, but also that of your team members. The second step you've taken is, is, is actually equally important in some respects is to understand when we can present people with, with well-being. And so within your setup, it's been the safety huddle that where obviously there's some safety talk, there's some talk about things that are what's going on in, in the war, but it's, it's an appropriate time, isn't it, that you've got all the staff there and you've really now embedded that expectation that you're going to be discussing well-being from one point or another uh, within those meetings. I mean, was that the the immediate sort of thinking that you thought this is the time I've got everyone together this is the best opportunity we're going to have to talk about these things yeah so on our ward one of our challenges is that we do 12-hour shifts and we actually only are all together as one group at the beginning of that shift that's sort of and it's only for a few minutes um so it was sort of one it's the only time we really got to be together as one whole group and it was also, I had to be mindful that we only had a few minutes, otherwise we would end up keeping the night shift back, which is not something I obviously wanted to do because, you know, in their well-being, I don't want them staying behind even longer than they have to after doing a 12-hour night shift. So the morning safety huddle was definitely the best option for us. Some days we would do a check-in with how we were going, but then I was finding, I didn't want it to get meaningless and repetitive. So then when I discussed that with the staff at Balance to Life, you know, other suggestions were made that I could try, which I did. And the first time I, the first time I attempted it, it didn't go as planned. Um, so the suggestion was perhaps to try and start the day off with a positive focus to talk about something that you're really grateful for in your life. And so I attempted this and a lot of people sort of said that they were really grateful for their dogs and I felt really awful because that other staff member from just the week before who had their their dog put down was in the room and I was like oh that didn't go quite as I as I hoped anyway so then when I went back to the staff at balance to life and I sort of reflected on it and I was like I wonder if I could have done that differently it was a re really useful catch-up because they helped me understand how else I could facilitate this conversation. So then when I did go, I, I tried it again at a later time and I said, you know, I said to the group, 
I want to start the day off trying to think about something, you know, a little bit positive. So I want to go around the circle and if you could just tell me one thing in your life that is going really well for you right now, something that you're really happy about or maybe something you're really proud of at the moment or looking forward to. And that had a much better response and it had a much bigger impact and everyone was laughing by the end of it. You know, some people had some really funny things to say. I really learnt a lot myself about my own stuff. Like I didn't know some some of them were into rock climbing or, you know, just different activities. It ended up being a good team bonding experience, even though it sort of went for no more than three minutes. But yes, the safety huddle in the morning was definitely our best time for our ward. But we have implemented some other things like we have a notice board on the ward that we have dedicated to well-being and so we're putting up on there um, just some different strategies some balance breaks from the well-being hub that people might be interested in things like we're going to do a secret santa on the ward so just a bit of a, a sign up sheet there's also a sheet where people can put suggestions on what they'd like to do that we could implement to help with well-being on the ward, just so that we're bringing other people's ideas into it and making it a real ground up approach. And the most recent thing we did was I put a whole pad of post-it notes and I attached it to the notice board and with a sign just saying, can you please, you know, if you have something positive or some, something you noticed about a colleague that you'd really like to, um, you know, provide some positive feedback on, or even if it's something that you've done really well and you're really proud of, anything positive, um, just grab a post-it note and put it up on the board. And I sort of, I put one up there, I put a couple up there to get it started. And then a couple of days later, I came into work and the whole board was just filled with positive comments about all different staff members. I think one staff member even got a pad and wrote a nice positive comment about every single staff member on the ward. It was really quite sweet. And it was just to try and generate again an air of positivity. We do have so many challenges and I'm not I'm not here to tell the staff it's it's okay. You know, let's just focus on the positive. That's not at all the message I want to get across. I want to acknowledge that they are going through such challenging times, but I want them to try and not go home with that negative feelings, but try and, I don't know, leave with some sort of positivity and and have some sort of happy feeling when they're at work. So it's not just all doom and gloom, I guess. Yeah, we should point out too, I mean, the, the catch-ups that you're having with Balanced Life, that's part of the journey, the world leadership that we've sort of put you through, which is the the, or the wellbeing slash leadership training uh, that, that we've sort of put you through as part of this process as a way in, in some respects to onboard you uh, and your team within the, the Moments That Matter Smart Hub platform. And one of the most valuable things that we're seeing across the board with, with all of our partners uh, that have come on with during the World Leadership is that ability to reframe your thinking. And I mean, so for example, when you went in with that gratitude, thinking about gratitude and bringing that up, it didn't quite work because of some of the subjects that people brought up and it sort of conflicted with a, a difficult moment that another staff member was having. But having that reframe in your own mind and going back and saying, no, I'm just gonna reframe the way we're talking about that you still got to have that gratitude discussion which is which is really important part of people's well-being and I think the other thing I'm sort of seeing through this is and and 
I think you're logging your sort of start journey and you're thinking about uh, impacting the well-being of your, your team members. There's a number of different things you may actually be thinking about, like having a Pilates class or doing mindful moments, maybe having a guided meditation and things like that. But the, the, has it has it been an eye-opener for you just how many ways that you can impact the well-being of your staff and how many different areas within well-being that there are that you can consider in, in putting uh, in putting processes like this forward? Absolutely. I thought I had to come up with these great big plans and where was I going to get the money and how was I going to release the staff to get this done? And, you know, I need to show them that they're valued and cared for. And I thought that that would involve big actions. And it was actually the very small actions that I implement that implemented that had the biggest impacts. And I know that because I have had so many staff members come up to me and say that they've felt the change in, in the environment, that I have had staff come to me and open up to me about challenges um, going on in their life or their mental health and their well-being. And they're bringing it up and telling me that they're bringing it up because they said that they know that I have a, I, I care about that and that I'm focusing on their health and well-being so they feel like it's a safe environment. So I think even in the simplest of acts is just to talk about it, talk about people's health and well-being, and that makes them aware of it. It makes them think about being kinder to each other, checking in with each other. It makes people feel more open about talking about their challenges or struggles that they're going through. I think it was those smallest changes that definitely had the biggest impact. During one of my coaching sessions, and that was one of the other things, when I first approached um, Balance to Life, I didn't know what I was expecting, but I found it really refreshing to have someone to talk to who didn't necessarily work in the health industry, but could offer support and an insight that was very relatable and meaningful. It wasn't, it wasn't, I didn't feel like I was getting thrown big grand plans and, oh, you should do this, or I don't know, like they just were really small, steady steps. And the weekly coaching sessions were actually the most valuable part for me because, well, when you asked me what I did to look after my own well-being, well, one of the things was to make sure that I prioritise these meetings with the balance to life and check in with them because they really put me back on track because some weeks I felt like I was not achieving much and some weeks I sort of felt a little bit less motivated because I felt, you know, I, I wanted to do more. And having these weekly meetings kept me on track and refocused and, and reframed my um, thinking on how I was helping the ward. And it really helped me see and reflect on how much I was able to make a difference with such small actions. One of the analogies that the person I meet with gave to me that really hit home for me was, she said, when did your best friend become your best friend? Can you pinpoint that that moment that she became your best friend or he became your best friend? What was it? And, you know, you sort of say, well, no, there was not one big moment. It's It's been years of, you know, inside jokes and conversations and, um, you know, just 
years and years of all the little small things. And she said, well, that's exactly what we're doing here is we're implementing these small things, but consistently. And that you don't know when, at what point you'll look back and say, wow, you know, this this made a difference. It's happening gradually over time with all of these small impacts. And I think that to me really made a lot of sense and it really motivated me to keep going. When I, well, I remember when I sort of first met as well, when we sort of discussed uh, where and, and where you were going uh, to, to sort of move in the wellbeing space moving forward, I sort of said to you to think about it in terms of a course correction, because I think a lot of times uh, people get an, a sort of feeling that we're going to do these things and a week later, everything's going to be fantastic. I don't think you were in that boat, but I think, do you feel like that course correction has sort of happened now and that you're on a better track? And what has been the result uh, of, of putting uh, these wellbeing measures in place from a sort of macro level from where you sit in the management position? Yeah, I definitely feel like there's been a course correction, just as evidenced by staff reporting that they, they feel like the environment is a nicer place to work in. And I don't think that there was terrible morale or anything before. I don't think that there was anything to be criticised about that. I think it was just, you know, they've been flogged so hard for so long and they've just sort of got their blinders on. They're showing up to work. They're doing their best to provide the best patient care that they can and keep our patients safe. And all of, you know, the anxiety and stress that that comes with, and then they go home again. And the course correction that we've made is that, you know, well, you're here and we care about you and you are looking after other people, but we're here to look after you as well. You know, you can't pour from a glass that's empty. So we need to make sure that we're looking after our own staff so that they can take the best possible care of our patients. I think that was the course correction that, we, that we've managed to make during this time. And the impact that has had is that I feel like the team is closer. I feel like, I mean, I've had a staff member who is on the new grad program. They do two rotations on two separate wards. And when they first came to our ward, they definitely had voiced that this was probably not the ward for them based on the level of acuity and the fast pace of the ward. They sort of found it quite challenging to keep up and found it incredibly stressful. But after focusing on health and well-being, this person actually came to me to let me know about some things going on in their life so that I could better support them. And then they told me that they've decided they want to stay on our ward because they feel cared for. And I think that is the impact that this course correction has had by looking after our staff members and making sure that they know that they're cared for and valued. They will choose to work in, in you know, probably slightly more stressful environments as long as that they, they feel cared for. That's, you know, that's just how powerful this motion is. Well, how long have, we, have, have since you first uh, raised this uh, and, until today? Has it been about two months, has it? I'm trying to work it out myself. Yes, it probably would be a, almost two months, I'd say. So it hasn't been very long. 
but no, it's well, I mean, been a lot I think, of consistent small changes. Well, exactly. And I think we've been, I mean, we always back ourselves and we know what the, the process has been, but even we were surprised just how quickly the turnaround happened. Uh, we've been, it was almost immediate, wasn't it? Once you started the, these focus on wellbeing and people understood that it was going to be a part of their everyday and we really embedded that uh, we've been instantaneously, didn't it? It was, it was very, um, very quick to have an impact. I think even for me, it made a difference because it made me feel like, gosh, you feel a bit deflated when you come to work and your staff are, you know, complaining, rightfully so, but they're complaining, you sort of can't do anything to fix it. So just sort of you're coming into this heavy environment where you just feel quite, there's a dark cloud above you. And now, no, we haven't fixed the staffing and we haven't fixed the skill mix, but we've got to We've got a different frame of reference that we're coming from a lot of the time. You know, we all have our tough days still, but we're all really kind and looking after each other when we are having those tough days. And I think in nursing, look, I think we do get in and help each other. We do get, you know, we're here to help each other. I think nurse, the nursing profession, generally speaking, if you get into nursing, it's because you are an empathetic person and you, you are kind hearted. You want to help people. We all have that level where we can't take any more on and over time I feel like that bar has lowered just from you know working so hard so tirelessly and in very hard conditions and very stressful conditions and I think that just by putting focus on looking out after each other and caring about each other is lightening that load for us all and just creating that shift. So one day there was a staff member who she came into my office and she came in just for a cry and she just she burst out in tears and she said, look, I'm, I, I'm so sorry to cry, but these are happy tears. I have never worked in an area where I have had so many staff just come in and pitch in and help me when I when you're having a hard time. She had a patient load with quite a lot of things happening all at the same time. And it was, you know, a challenging time. And four nurses came in and we all just picked up and did something different to help her. And she was overwhelmed with emotion by just how supported she felt. And that wasn't because of something like I didn't go in there and do, you know, take on all of her workload or get another staff member, you know, from the staffing pool or you know, it was just everyone just pitched in. We all had our own workload, but we all took a little bit to help. We took a little bit off her plate to help her in that moment. And I think, again, it was just that change in the atmosphere. And it's very easy to fall into that environment where people just start looking after them out for themselves. And it's not because they're not empathetic people. It's not because they're bad people. It's just because that's the environment that gets established within a workplace where you're that overwhelmed. You just think, oh, I can only think about my own little bubble. So, but it just as easy as it is to fall into that environment, it, it is just as easy to get out of that environment. And I think we've shown that, and that through your leadership uh, within the ward that you're on there at the Northern Sydney Local Health District. And it's the cardiac ward, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, so obviously a high stress ward 
It is. Uh, yeah. you know, the quiet of times. What do you think, the, the final question I'd have is, Rebecca, what's the future for you? Where do you sort of see this going from here now that you've sort of established this and embedded this? What, what are your plans sort of going forward uh, in terms of, of, of the embed, not only embedding wellbeing, but now maybe expanding on what you've already done? Well, actually, this has really lit a fire inside of me, to be honest. Just seeing what a, what a difference I have been able to help make by really not the greatest um, changes, like as in not, they're not huge changes, but I've made, I feel like I've made quite a difference to a lot of people. And I feel like that will have a really positive impact on the organization as a whole. And just my patience, which at the end of the day is, is the reason we're here, is if I can keep staff here and keep the skill here and keep happy staff, the patients are going to be better looked after and have more skilled workers. And so it's really lit a fire in me to see just how powerful this has been. So I've been, um, I've since been having discussions with members from our um, ODAC team and our, um, like our, director of nursing and my divisional manager about different ways in which we might be able to expand simple measures that we can help other nuns support their teams, um, particularly new grads, because I think that they're a very vulnerable cohort of staff. Um, so that's something that we've been, conversations have started on. So hopefully we can expand this across the organisation. Not just, I, I mean, I would love it if every manager, every num tried the coaching sessions, because I think that unless you try it, you can't see how valuable they are. But there are definitely, I think, things that now my, now I've started this process, I'm getting all these ideas all the time, inspiration on how we might be able to implement changes to support staff from an organisational level not just our ward level. I was just going to say, I hope that maybe by sharing my story, it inspires other managers to consider taking similar measures because it really has had such a profound impact more than I had ever expected. So I think, yeah, it would be great if others gave it a go. I'm and sure we... they are doing things in their own ways though. Well, that's right. I mean, I think we're, we're really part of a not just in your local health district, but across the workforce, hopefully, where there's more of a focus on wellbeing and we're able to implement some of those things. Really last question. I know I said the last one, but yeah. I, I just want to know, how are, you, how are you within yourself having gone through this process um, and, and, and where would you sort of rank your ability to look after your own self-care uh, at this point? I think that I'm doing so much better since starting this process because I feel empowered to support my own team. I feel, and that that helps my own mental health and my own well-being because I'm coming into work feeling like I can do something and I can do something well and that I'm making a difference because I come to work as well to try and help other people. Um, so I think that it's, I'm doing really well actually with my well-being as a result of this process and I feel like it has ignited a real passion in me which is really motivating and it has me sort of wanting to push boundaries more and, and do more. 
So I hope you enjoyed that podcast, and I thank Rebecca again for her time in sharing her story, and hopefully that's opened your eyes to the possibilities and potential that you have once you start having a real focus on workplace wellbeing and embed some of those practices into your day-to-day the way that Rebecca has over the past two months. I know that once you do that, you can see very similar results to Rebecca in a very short time frame. Now, if you do want to find any more information, you can click on the Balance to Life link, which is contained in this podcast description, or you can simply visit our website at www.balancetolife.com.au.